Welcome to Elixir Outlaws, the hallway track of the Elixir community. Okay. Es con mucho gusto. Bienvenidos a Elixir Outlaws y buenas tardes. Soy Amos King. Estoy aquí en Kansas City. ¿Cómo está, mis amigos? Okay, now that's the end of the Spanish that I know from high school, so... <laughs> We're done. Muy bien, muchacho. <laughs> Those were some really good accents. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, so we have special guests from Mexico here today, but Sean, do you uh, want to introduce yourself real quick first? And sure. Through our guests. I'm a repeat offender on this podcast. Um <laughs> My name is Sean Cribs. That's all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to pass it off to somebody else, Sean. All right. Why don't you introduce yourself, Raul? Yeah, sure. Hello, my name is uh, Raul. I am from uh, Tijuana, Mexico, and I have been an Elixir developer for a couple of years now. Uh, currently working at Erlang Solutions and very happy about it. Oh, I have to pass it on, right? Oh. <laughs> we were waiting for you. This is yeah. quality yeah. podcast content. I, I know. <laughs> so go on, Carlo. Uh, I am Carlo. I live in Mexico City. I work for Airline Solutions as an Elixir developer, but also I'm an illustrator. I have a project called a Visual Partnership. A, I used to attend conferences, mostly Elixir and Erlang conferences, and I draw graphic recordings to share the most important parts of the conference with the audience. That's me. So you're the person yeah. behind those. Those are awesome. Yeah, thank you. And your oh, turn. Yeah, my turn. <laughs> yeah. Well, first, Amos, you're a Spanish I love that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Lorena Mireles. I am an Elixir developer at Erlang Solutions. I'm on the America's team, more specifically, Mexican. And this is the first time that I participate in a podcast. So thank you for having me. Oh, we're glad to have you. I can't believe this is your first podcast. Uh, I feel like we need to do something special. <laughs> okay. I don't know what it is yet. Maybe we'll just say that the intro in Spanish was the special thing for Lorena. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. So that's okay. <laughs> oh, so what's what's going on in, in Mexico? I know like, well, Raul and I talked about exceptions and exception handling through email <laughs> a couple of times. But, but what else is going on in the Mexico Elixir scene? I think that recently we have the the code beam in, in February, February, March. I think that is the first code beam in Mexico that we have. Actually, our team, the Jaguares uh, in Erlang uh, Solutions, comes to Mexico to attend the conference. And I think that is the, the most recent conference that we have about Elixir and Erlang. That conference was like really good. Like it had like... It was a really nice place. It was like really extra good food for a conference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the dogs were really interesting. I, I hope yeah. we could have it extended a little bit more, but it was like a one-day thing. It, it was, yeah, it was, it was a conference food good because it was just in Mexico. 
because like that that would be my feeling on it. <laughs> <laughs> the food is so good in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like it was really good because it was in Mexico, but also like the selection was like very very very, very good stuff. Like, but the people that selected the food were like they had that good taste on it. <laughs> yeah, the, the food was all interesting. We had chapulines, which are crickets, and that is something delicious. But <laughs> I know, I know it hard to believe that but they are delicious and it's a common snack here in Mexico. My uh my sister-in-law was just telling me she was down in Mexico um at, for a pilgrimage to Our Lady of Guadalupe and she ate crickets with some pork and she she did not want to eat the crickets. They were on the side so she put them with the pork and tried it together. Are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> my my son eats them. We have like little fried crickets that you can buy here, and he eats them with like ranch dressing powder on them. I don't, I don't know. I've never tried one. No, I would recommend them with guacamole. There is a very Mexican snack. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll try it. If you eat it, I'll eat it. <laughs> the, the one time I was in Mexico City. uh we were we got some street food and it was from uh, some folks from Oaxaca and oh, nice. and they I don't remember the name of the dish but it was it was sort of a um, uh, it was like a tortilla folded over on top of whatever you wanted in, inside of it and and uh, they offered chapulines I didn't have it there but later we ate at a fancy restaurant and they used chapulines in one of the recipes and you couldn't tell uh, but it had an interesting flavor that I'd never had before. <laughs> that is called La Ayuda, but we're going to start talking about Oaxaca because I can talk a lot about it. Right now I'm in Oaxaca, so <laughs> I can talk a lot about the food. Now I was going to say that Raul was part of the committee and the Code Being America, uh, Mexico, sorry, so that was also really great. And, and like Carlos said, because he is popular in the community, so you can share a lot about it and you have a lot of content. <laughs> That's because he brings he brings snacks to everybody when he meets them. Of course, he's popular. Yeah, that's the key. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> they don't want to talk technical stuff up in conference. They want like food and shared stuff. That's, that's right. The key. <laughs> bring me food and shirts, and if we get to the tech stuff, that's that's fine. That's yeah. why. That's why you're on the hallway track of podcasts, right? So so we're not uh, we're talking food, not technology, right yeah. now. <laughs> so I'm I'm guessing successful conference is planning on being it back next year, right? Yeah, hopefully uh, uh, something uh, we we can organize something uh, similar or better next year. But I mean, still uh, time will tell about that. We got to get Southwest to fly to Mexico City so I can make it because I have I have a ton of airline points with Southwest, but they they don't they don't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, if any of you ever around in San Diego, feel free to just uh, send me uh, send me a message, and I can give you the tour. All right, Ooh. we'll have to go on a street taco tour. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. There's quite some selection here. I I, I hear that. Oh, mm. now I'm hungry. <clears throat> Do they have do they have cricket tacos? 
I mean, crickets uh, exist here, but they're not as popular. Probably here, the most popular thing is like fish tacos, because mm. fish tacos were stirred like in another nearby town, one hour from here. So you can have like really good fish tacos and seafood. My favorite tacos are El Pastor. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Yum. the favorite <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to beat. <laughs> Longaniza is pretty good one. too. <laughs> yeah, Mexico City is really, really great at El Pastor tacos. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to figure out how I can make it to the next and next code beam Mexico. So what are, what are some, some things that you all are working on? Well, so, hmm, that's a good Ra- question. Raul's making a game, <laughs> right? You're making a game? In, yeah, right in, now uh, I, I'm working uh, as a side project on a small car game. It's a car game I, I enjoy, but I'm trying just to uh, – try to model it in Gleam, in the Gleam pro- pro- program language. And I mean, this is for me just like an exercise of like trying to uh, up my skills into modeling with, with a different language. And I just refactor stuff all the time just to have fun with it. And it has been like a really good exercise, really fun. That's great. I, I would recommend uh, something we've done multiple times at, at Kansas City Elixir, um, which is, if you can, uh, make your game have a nice API to it and then have a competition where people write bots to play your game against one another. And uh, we did that several times with a number of games, uh, you know, Connect Four, Blackjack. Um, one time, Alan and I made this crazy capture the flag game with tanks that could fire, and nobody knew how to drive their tank. But <laughs> um, the uh, <laughs> but but you know, simple games are really good for that. So card games, um, you know, uh, you know, Connect Four was an excellent example because the solution's well known. But but also, uh, you know, any I think we did uh, Stratego one time, wasn't that? Yeah, shush. That's because I can't spell. <laughs> my my bot failed because I misspelled an atom that we were using, and I could and I couldn't figure out what was oh, wrong. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. We did uh, guess who. Also, do you have guess who in Mexico? Yeah, yeah, Alevinatien. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. really yeah, yeah, yeah. It was weird to write a bot for, but it, that mm-hmm. was fun. Yeah, and I mean, I I that switched well, I think, with the beam in the sense that. Sometimes I feel like when you're programming in, Le- in Erlang or Elixir, you're less concerned about modeling the domain or the logic and more concerned about like actually designing the system uh, because of like you have supervisors, you have gen servers, you have processes. And sometimes your system feels more like you are just plugging in stuff without taking into account like the rest of the logic. So, I mean, I, I guess that, that that's like a good way to go. Because the board game is already made, right? Or the logic of the game is already made. You just start to plug in a system or an AI for working with that. Right. And I think it, it really challenges um, your ability to design the right data structures and the right functions to work with them. Um, you know, especially for some things that, like a good example is like the the, the battleship game. Um, you know, you're, you're talking about, a, what was it, like 10 by 10 or... I forget, but but it's or maybe twelve by twelve array, basically, <laughs> and getting getting good access to those cells, and 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 uh, you know tracking that yourself. Um, there are lots of different trade offs you can take there, and and uh, 
and and then making something that your your uh, contestants uh, riding bots can use um, is also a real challenge because you you really have to do it functionally. Um, yeah. If you get too many processes in there, it, it gets too too confusing, and and then you know you might have people who are able to game the system. Yeah, right now I think Gleam has helped me a lot into like dividing this this thing about like okay, this is the model and this is just pure logic of the board game, and then I have this other system which is has more concerns like the turns, the timing, who who's the current player, should I put like small delays in in the inputs because if it's a bot, I want to simulate like a human behind it, so it has been like really really fun to work with it. Yeah, make sure you put timeouts. Uh, one time, one of our, our attendees tried to enumerate the entire state space to solve the problem optimally, and, uh, you know, they, they had to cut him off. He lost by default. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, timeouts sound really important. And sometimes I just forget to put them, to, to put them up, to pass them on to the functions. How about uh, the Mexico City crowd? What do you all have going on? We know what's going on in in South San Diego now. So, <laughs> yeah, it's all Gleam. Everyone is programming Gleam out here. Is there is there a uh, a big Elixir scene in in Tijuana? No, <laughs> no, that, that there isn't. But um, you. like two years ago, I went to a, a Python meetup. And I mentioned Elixir, and everyone was surprised that there was like a dev doing Elixir, and I was very surprised that people knew Elixir. So it was like a, a good a good meetup. Nice. <clears throat> How about you, Lorraine? Are you working on anything exciting? Uh yes, I'm working on a mini Elixir series for beginners from the Erlang Solutions blog. So. There has been content in Spanish for a couple of months. The idea is to have more resources for the Spanish community and help to promote Elixir. Just that more people in Latin America become interested. And also, I guess, a bit personal interest because this is my native language. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm working on that. And it's not so easy as you think. Every time that I need to, <laughs> no, I don't mention that. Every time that I need to write a post, um, I, I need to work a lot on the examples and everything. But I'm enjoying the experience too, and I, I'm really interested that, that the Spanish community knows more about Elixir. That's my my project right now. I think so. Besides the work, I, that that you know, like the Spanish community getting involved, everybody getting involved, like that's the big thing. Other languages that I've worked with in the past, uh, I felt like uh, most of the people were pretty centered within their geographical area. Like, even if people all over the world were using it, people weren't talking across borders. And what I've found with Elixir is, you know, I talk to you all I talk to people in in Brazil and Europe and I'm like all over the world talking to people we had some people on from was it Malaysia a few episodes mm. back so it's it's pretty amazing what I see going on wow yeah I, 
I love it that you're releasing your your posts in both English and and Spanish. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. I hope this helps to I, the I, community. Yeah, I feel like it'll it'll pull people together because you know you can both people with different languages can understand the same information and even and then go in and have a stronger discussion because mm -hmm. they've learned it in their own in their own language. Yes, definitely. And it's also for the community here in Mexico. It feels like uh, like something that I need to do. So it's also personal. That's why I enjoy it. <laughs> so you, you helped organize the conference there too. How many people showed up? What conference? Oh, uh, <laughs> Code B Mexico, right? I know. I didn't participate there. Oh, I Raul thought you was did. part of the committee. No. I'm sorry. No, drop the cup in America. <laughs> but no, because in Mexico was the Raul. We were there just for the talks and for the food. <laughs> but okay. I didn't participate in the committee. Okay. Yeah, I knew you did Code Beam America, so I thought that you were involved down there too. Mm, no, well, not this time. Well, how many people showed up, Carla? In the Code Beam? Yeah. I don't know. We were like 100, maybe. Yeah, I think it was more of like 100 for Code Mexico. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was like a really well-sized conference and really well-sized space for just talking. It was really nice. Yeah, we, we, we had a, a good time because everybody uh, starts in the first talk and finishes the event in the, in the night. And... Almost all the participants were all the day there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And also because we, ha we, we have a lot of personalities there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the keynote. Who was the keynote? Johanna Larson. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, she was Francesco there. Francesco and, and Andreas Leopardi give the, the last keynote, I think. Oh yeah, and they, the the invite of Joanna, the keynote, it was all Lorena, actually. I will lift up. <laughs> I, I, it was, I was a secret. A, yeah, I was a proxy for that, but uh, all behind that was Lorena, actually. Well, Lor uh, Lorena was behind the scenes. <laughs> no, don't don't say that thing. No, we just talk. Uh, I met Joanna actually here in Mexico because she sent me a message and we went for tacos and for beer. And nice. then <laughs> we started to talk. So, yeah, I invited her to the cut in Mexico and she accepted. But also Francesco, because Francesco has a trick. He invites you beers and then he convinces you to participate in conference. <laughs> 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 Beers and tacos is a good way to get make good friends with anybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. And she did that. She invites you, Anna, and she convinced her to participate there. Uh, well, I I do remember seeing on on Twitter a whole bunch of photos popping up of people eating. So, like Francesco had the picture. I think all of you were at the table with him eating. 
Uh, maybe it was Lorena that put up the post of the picture. I don't remember. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> it was Lorena. All right. Thanks, Carlo. <laughs> I don't remember because of the beer, but probably. <laughs> but actually, now that you mention it, <laughs> that, that, that dinner was for an important reason. It was Francesco trying to convince Lorena to give a talk at MBEX. All right. <laughs> That's so true. I was there. So, so dinner and beer, that's how you get Lorena to give talks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, I don't know if Raul and I, we are friends or not. Sometimes I catch him. <laughs> yeah, that was, the, that was the dinner. And actually, it was an amazing experience. MPEX was uh, also the first technical talk I gave in English. So you can imagine. I was well nervous, but mm -hmm. the Elixir community is amazing. Everyone was very friendly and that helped me a lot. I enjoy it. But now I know Francesca Strake, so <laughs> you, you are warm. <laughs> if he invites you for a beer, it's because of that. She's looking for a for a conference or something. <laughs> it was a really funny experience. I also so what, learned a lot. What did you talk about? About debugging, about Rexit, uh, an Elixir wrapper for tracing and debugging. So focus on the Erlang fundamentals behind those tools. And it was kind of like an historical talk about uh, Erlang tracing. But, uh, I, I don't know if it was interesting for the, for the attendees. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> that was about it, about troubleshooting and tracing. I, I would like to see that talk. Yes. <laughs> yes, I would too. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of tracing. I think that's like, that is the way to debug. It's the way to get information about your system. I don't know why anybody does anything else. You, you, can, you can watch the recording or you can see the graphic recording of that talk, which is in Twitter. Oh, I like the graphic <laughs> recordings. <laughs> Well placed ad there, Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> this team, <laughs> but yeah, I, and actually, also was my first graphic as a court. And thanks so much for that, Carlo. It was a great experience in all time. But I, um, I, I go read his graphic recordings before I watch the talks to decide which ones I want to watch in what order. <laughs> Okay, we can share the, the graphic record and you can decide with that. <laughs> but yes, I, I don't know when the video will be available, but I'll share it. Now I feel the pressure. I didn't want to talk about the video or the <laughs> conference and now, I, okay, I'll share it. You should, I'm, I'm sure it's fantastic. And if it's not, I'll tell you it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's nice. Yeah. Good to know I, that. <laughs> I think people underappreciate the amount of effort that it takes to create a talk. And and like, even if you don't feel like you did well, you should be proud of it uh, because of all the effort it takes to not not just prepare it, but to actually give it. Like that's It's a big deal. That's no, I actually enjoy it. I mean, I, I now I can joke about it. Uh, one month ago, I was really nervous, but was a great experience. And also, it's it's always good to see familiar faces, 
So I really enjoyed the band. The place, New York, was my first time there. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Everything. I wish I could tell you that the next time you give a talk, that nervousness goes completely away. But I would oh. be lying to you. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh. uh, did you give a talk on the Club Beam America? You were on the panel, right? Or- I, yeah, I was on a panel discussion for embedded systems. Um, which is a whole lot easier than giving a talk because you just, you don't really have to plan a whole lot of anything. You just need to come and answer questions. And if if somebody is wrong, you need to get real angry about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's entertaining. Maybe a panel is the option for our next conference. <laughs> Panels are fun. I I like being on panels. It's, I I will say that uh, giving a talk is, is a very different experience than being on a panel. And I really love giving a talk. I I like, I like being on a panel. That's a lot of fun to be able to sit up there with people that um, are experts in their field and just be able to be a part of that with them. I don't know why they put me up there. I'm definitely not an expert, but um, it was awesome to be with the people that are, but there's something about like the um, maybe adrenaline is the right, right term, but like the, the rush that you get. um, And almost, I feel like there's like a bigger rush at the very end of the talk, whenever it's all over, it's like this huge relief. And I I love that feeling. Oh, I was muted. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a really great feeling. And in fact, it is a funny story because someone sent me a message on Twitter. I showed that message to Raul. And later, he talked about it with other friends. And I don't know when they convinced me. So, <laughs> maybe Raul. Yeah, uh, it was supposedly a secret that Lorena shared with me that she was invited to FX. <laughs> A public secret. A public secret. And I just shared it with like a few people, few important key people that ended up convincing Lorena. By by few, you mean like a (laughs) hundred? Just like. uh, Just like Francesco? (laughs) (laughs) So then he had to take you out for beer and food, right? Uh huh, exactly. He took advantage of the kid in Mexico and he invited me the view that convinced me to send the proposal for the conference. <laughs> but now we know it. It's a good strategy, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm using it. I think we need to do an Elixir Outlaws conference at some point and I'm just gonna fly down to Mexico and buy you beer and food, Lorena, and convince <laughs> you to come up here and talk. No talks, hall just hallway track. <laughs> no talks, all hallway. That's right. <laughs> Lightning talk, 20 minute break. <laughs> Actually, that, that doesn't that does sound good. That that sounds good. That would be a really interesting conference. I think that by the end of the day, you might be really tired of that format though. <laughs> Yeah, we, we we could do something uh, kind of unconference like where people come and propose talks, and we 
And they wouldn't even, they could be like hallway discussions that have an assigned room. Oh yeah. Like fishbowls. That's like fishbowls. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if any of you have done a bar camp before, but that's, that's kind of a fun format to participate in. Well, we know that Lorena likes drinks. So bar <laughs> camp sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> it's not that kind of bar. Oh, oh okay. That's, that's too bad. <laughs> It could be, though. (laughs) Keep your mind open. It could be. Camping out at the bar. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Sorry. Now I'm just, I have this picture in my head of, like, just sitting at the bar and being like, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Let's order another drink. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I mustn't do that. Be a good person. <laughs> so, uh, now I blanked out. I'm sorry. Somebody else is gonna have to run with this because I'm I'm out of out of ideas. And now maybe maybe Carlos can talk about the graphical records. Ooh, that's true. Because he he was also at the Mpex. I wait before we go there. I got to ask you a question, Carlo. Those pictures yeah. behind you, did you paint all of those? Yes, all the that pictures are mine. Those are awesome. That is great. Yeah, this, thank you so much. Sta- staring at the, your pictures in the background makes good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners will just have to believe us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those, yeah. those are fantastic. <laughs> Little Picasso-esque stuff down in the right corner mm-hmm. there. I like it. Uh, so, something funny that happens to me is like uh, there are people that recognize me uh, and think that I'm just an illustrator and tell me, oh, Carlo, you're the illustrator because you draw graphic recordings. And I say, no, uh, actually, I'm, I'm a, a developer. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I used to draw graphic recordings. But I think that in the last years, I had been... Uh, you know, practicing my illustrator uh, skills to improve and try to um, complement uh, this skill with other kind of, of techniques, like acrylic paintings, for example. That's pretty cool. So, how did how did you uh, how did you start on the graphic illustrating? I start to go to, uh, in my first job as a software developer. I think that. Uh, seven seven years ago, and in the same time, I start to uh, draw graphic recordings because I learned uh, that skill in a meetup here in Mexico City, and it was funny because it was in the same time that I got my first job. So I start to code and draw uh, at the, at the same time. So I, I had some years doing this, but I think that. Uh, I start to share this in Twitter and in social media and promote uh, the illustrations uh, like three years ago, uh, formally from the Visual Partnership account. Uh, in that time, I decided to do this uh, more professional and, and share with uh, more audiences and work uh, at, with more time on, on this project. Did you say you started this seven years ago? Uh, no, no, oh, I think that's, yeah, seven. 
Carlo, I thought you were like 21. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm 20. I'm 29. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. So I thought you were a lot younger. Good. Good job. You look good. You look young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> That's a trick. <laughs> so when when you're doing these graphic recordings, how how do you keep up with the speaker? Because like I, I personally, when I'm just trying to take notes on what someone is saying, I struggle to keep up with what they're saying, and and I, I find I retain it better if I just pay attention. But do you, do you do it as they're talking, or do you just take brief notes and then illustrate later? How do, how do you, what's your process like? Actually, for me, the graphic recording is an artifact of the visual thinking skills. So it's a part of a, a bigger methodology. In the visual thinking, you need to uh, polish your uh, active listening. You have to practice uh, the listening and your attention and focusing on the important things, but also at the same time, uh, you need another complementary skills to draw all the ideas on the mm -hmm. fly. So comb combining all uh, these skills uh, you can be able to to do this kind of uh, visual traductions in real time because it's about translate ideas in the moment on the fly into into icons in the same time. So for me, for example, uh, right now uh, I used to organize some workshops to show to the uh, to other people how to uh, start to learn these techniques. Uh, so I think that I, I uh, in a part in, in my career where I can do this with facility because I practice a lot, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, in my free time, uh, I used to draw a lot of icons. I start to uh, draw my pets uh, all days for practice these, uh, these skills and have the ability to draw uh, the, the thoughts in real time because it, if I uh, take notes during the talk and then uh, draw the graphic recordings, uh, that process took me a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I can spend hours and hours designing icons and try different colors, you know. And for me, it's more easy to uh, draw on the fly. But also, uh, it's, uh, it takes me more, uh, more effort to do, to do mm -hmm. that in real time. So after the, the, the last MPEX con, uh, I finished, uh, I, I was done, totally done. <laughs> I, 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 drew, I drew eight talks, which was all the day, and I was really tired because mm -hmm. this uh, consumed all my energy because I have to be uh, concentrated and put all my attention in the slides. I, have to, I, I used to take pictures of the slides because sometimes the speaker pass all the slides very quickly. So I have to take uh, pictures, start to uh, drawing, but also uh, listening to the to the speaker speak, you know, put all in the in the graphic recording and uh, share in the tweet. Wow. And I, I that's that's really amazing to me because the it's not just the like how accurately you've captured the key concepts in the talk, but it's also that they're they just look really great. Uh, they're beautiful. Um, they're engaging. Um, like it, it is just uh, remarkable to me how how much how much effort goes into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Actually, I think that um, there are in this kind of illustrations in other communities. I think mm -hmm. that 
uh, I'm one of the few person that I'm the, that are doing this kind of artworks, uh, specifically for programming uh, communities. And I feel special because I think, well, I can be this person in this community mm -hmm. and the community likes uh, found useful these illustrations. And I think that I would like to continue doing this with other conferences, not just for the CodeBeam, not just for the Yantex. I feel, uh, I, I really appreciate all the, all the invites to draw the conferences, but I would love to continue doing this, uh, you know, as my community effort to contribute to this field. So um, last week, two weeks ago, I was in the MPEXConf. Um, I have pending uh, make the graphic recordings of the keynotes of the last, uh, oh, I forget the conference. Elixir. Uh, uh, the, 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 the geek, the geek, geek big elixir. Mm. Mm. Yeah, geek, geek city or big elixir. Geek city, big elixir. That's one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have pending that word. There's, there's two. There's th that's two of them. So yeah. 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 <clears throat> so you, you said that you know you're turning ideas into icons. Do you have uh, like a set of of icons that you reach for or are you creating new ones for every every talk it's interesting because you need to put attention on the on the pitch and the ideas in the speaker's notes and you will find common icons and for me it took me some time to develop this visual dictionary where I can have icons for ideas or some specific parts of programming. And uh, these icons are really quick for me. So I just repeat the icons on the fly because are uh, the, the, the kind of a style, which is sketching nothing, is very quickly. So I have the ability to do in, in the fly that. But I need to practice a lot in my free time. <laughs> I was looking for the stickers, the Jaguars stickers, because uh, our official image as a team. Ah, that one. Carlos <laughs> designed that, and it's uh, I oh love nice. It. One of my favorites. oh fun. That's yeah, great. So, so uh, Lorena mentioned like at the start of the podcast that we are in a team at Turbulent Solutions. We are part of the Americas team, and our mascot right now is a Jaguar. So Carlo designed some Jaguar avatars that now we all have as stickers, and they are like really, really nice. <laughs> Those are yeah. really nice. That's awesome. People well, are going to have to catch up with you. Go ahead, Lorena. <laughs> no, sorry, I was going to say that Raul is always prepared. I just mentioned the sticker, mm -hmm. and he has the stickers there. <laughs> it's just that I haven't decided yet where to put these stickers on. I wanted to put, to put them on my laptop, but I'm still hesitant, so they are just hanging here. Okay. <laughs> I, I think that my, my next project should be the developer merchandising for the Elixir communities. There you go. I mean, you already do conference t-shirts also. Uh, I, yeah, the Code Bean America, I, I designed the t-shirt for the, code, the last Code Bean America. Um, I designed another one for my team, for the Jaguars. I, I almost put the Code Beam America T-shirt on for this podcast, but I didn't want to look like I was I was playing favorites over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, I didn't even see what time it is. I could stay here all day, but I have to take my son to work because he got his first oh. job, and and uh, so I need to take him to work here in a few minutes. Nice, congrats! Wow. Yeah, thank you. He's yeah, I congratulations. He's, if you listen to the podcast, and I, you don't have to tell me that you do when you don't. I don't. It doesn't bother me. The music at the beginning of the podcast, he created when he was like 12 years old and he's 17 now. So, wow. Wow. Yeah, he, he made that music. That's great. I'm a big fan of the podcast. I have listened to all of the episodes except the last two, but I'm a big fan. Oh, well, appreciate it. Thank you. I'm, I'm just glad other people get something out of it. But even if you don't, I get to talk to really cool people all the yeah. time. So I'll just yeah, keep doing fun. it. <laughs> Well, thank you all for coming. Uh, appreciate having you, and and love having you in the community. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna buy Lorena some drinks and get her to talk at a conference. If you try to do that, you also need to try the crickets, and then we can yeah. negotiate. We'll I, I will eat <laughs> crickets and drink beer with you all day. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> right, have a good night, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Elixir Outlaws, the hallway track of the Elixir community.